Today's episode of In the Trenches is brought to you by System 12 Guitar Method. Sign up today at RyanRoxy.com. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 and welcome to another live stream episode of In the Trenches. I am your host, Ryan Roxy, and as you can tell, I am on location right now. I'm at the Man's Ruin Tattoo Parlor in Asheville, North Carolina. Damn, I got all that out in one sentence. But, you know, they have been so supportive, Alice, over the years, and they've been so nice to loan their tattoo parlor out for today's podcast because the wi-fi at the hotel kind of sucked but we are on uh, a show tonight and uh, headed down to cherokee north carolina but guess what if this is your first time tuning in to in the trenches hit that subscribe button right now there it is right there below vic shell font just put it up there um if you're listening to us on one of the audio broadcasts which is apple or spotify any of those thank you very much but today you want to see us in full living color go to ryan roxy official on our youtube channel that's where we like to have you at so uh shall we begin I've wanted to have our guest on for a long time now. Um, I started following him on the old Instagram a while back, and I found his posts to be funny, heartfelt, and inspiring. Uh, the more I saw, the more I wanted to know about his journey in the world of comedy. Very similar to the journey of rock and roll, I, I can imagine. The ups, the downs, the in-betweens. And here to talk about them all, welcome into the trenches, the king of prop, Carrot Top. Hello, oh, man, that was very moving. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I appreciate you. Like, well, thanks for uh, for all the. I thought it went better in rehearsal. I thought it went better in rehearsal. Thanks for all the love. Yeah, I tried to. I tried. You know, it was fun during during the uh, COVID shutdown. Like like everybody, there was nothing to do, and so I was. I'd sit at home and you know try to think of something a day, something funny per day, or maybe even something emotional during the day to keep people kind of letting them know that I'm I'm in the same boat as they are in during all this uh, weird times. So. It was fun to get. It's fun to grow my fan base in a way where people are like, oh, I didn't know, didn't know much about you, so they liked it. So that's when you kind of mind the shot, out. right? By the way, a little bit. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Right there. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I want to get the whole shot. Not I, you. Yeah. You don't want the cruel crop. Where right there. Goes, goes, Hello. Let's do the that, whole interview like this. Is that is that better? <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Not, not the half yeah. shot. Not not the carrot top is yeah. on the in the trenches. I'm telling you, I've wanted you. Uh, for a while now uh and the more i did the research on you too you oh well thank you very much um we are the same age we yeah. have a lot of similarities going on we have a huge connection with rockledge florida Cocoa beach florida florida although you grew up there you born and raised grew up there my uh dad there whoa did look at that Chalfant just put up a rockledge florida right there <laughs> google maps yeah. Ask you. Um, but my my dad and uh, his wife and my two or three uh, step brothers and half brothers, whatever you want to call them, um, I love them, you know. Uh, <laughs> but they all live in the Rockledge, Cocoa Beach, and now Winter Park area, which you are yeah. now a part of. So, right out of the gate, just besides the movie Identity Theft, that is the only, how you would know Winter Park. We actually have a connection with Winter Park, Florida. Yeah, actually, they they ripped on it in the movie. They made it look like it was a trailer park, crappy town. O and opening you, scene came in Winter Park, Florida, trailer park, and I, I'm I was at the movie theater, looking around like <laughs> they must not know Winter Park. There's no there's no trailer parks in Winter Park. But uh, that was early Jason Bateman. 
Yeah, really yeah. Decent in her career. yeah. But, and, and McCarthy as well, right? As well, yeah. She was one of her first movies. That's good. And you said you guys actually made a movie uh, I made a well. movie with her in Atlanta, and I got cut out of it. I, and, and the funny thing was, I, I played a centaur. So I was, I was basically on a set for two days, na half naked, you know, for green screen for this horse. And uh, the, the guy, there was, they couldn't have been nicer. Like, you know, all, all this work that takes you to put into a centaur and stand there naked in front of the whole staff for two days. <laughs> You'll definitely be in the movie, and then I'm not in the movie. Well, I'm just wondering how they wrote the centaur into the script, and then definitely yeah, cast you. Dream. She was having a yeah. She ate, she ate some soup that gave her hallucinations. So she went to this restaurant and she ate the soup, and then she went was for a walk home, and she's like walking, and then she's having these acid trip things, and she goes, "What the hell, carrot top a centaur?" And I'm like. Hello, and I yeah, it was, it was and like that a, was the was, thing that nobody could handle. That was the thing that the, the, the yeah. She called me directly and said, um, uh, "Will you be a centaur in my movie?" I said, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> but somehow it didn't make final cut. Somehow yeah. the, the director was like, he was just overwhelmed. But the kid. director called me directly and said, "Man, I'm very." I, they couldn't have been nice about it, you know. But there's been there, there's two movies that I filmed in Atlanta, and both movies I was cut out of. So I've never am going to film another movie in Atlanta. Well, you get paid for those things, right? I mean, yeah, but you want to be in them after you, you know, your heart and soul's in there, and then it comes out, you're like, damn it, I'm not <laughs> the you, even at the end of the movie when they always run those clips of the bloopers. They, they should have run a blooper of me and the centaur. You're right. I think Carrot Top and and uh, you know, centaur is definitely a, a box office draw in I itself. Should, I think we should have. Where were you when we thought it'd been a great idea? We had that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit more about movies a little bit later, but first we have to go back to get forward. So Vic, right. let's hit that. And we're Man. doing a little a little condensed uh, version of going back to get forward because we know that we are a little pressed for time today. That's okay. We're going to squeeze it in. Sometimes it's long form. Sometimes we have uh, hard outs. And today is, is one of those hard outs. So I'm going to move right along and say, uh, you said you started out with two trunks and a strobe light, uh, then built it up to 35 trunks and 18 wheeler. Hmm. What has been the most rewarding part about that journey? I mean, you know, just seeing the show evolve in a sense. I mean, honestly, from starting out even before I had two trunks, I had like a, you know, one little box. I had like a shoe box. I'd pull up on stage and then I had a trunk. Wow. And then I had a, uh, then I had two trunks. And then I, I just started, I always wanted to be in a, I always wanted to be what you do. I always wanted to be in a band. And I thought being a comic was one thing, but I wanted the show to be, to feel and look like rock and roll. So I started adding strobe lights and 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 we, we just added a snow machine for the olympics this week for olympic joke so um i wanted all the bells and whistles on a strobe light and a snow machine and a fog machine and a wind machine and so uh and then i the, the most important thing that i added was the big video wall behind me so the before we had all the jokes and props and things would be would be um me holding and then i thought you know i could use the back wall the video wall to to express some jokes in another way right right behind me like there's a boom like i do a joke i use that screen probably you know 75 to 100 times a night with a joke right Can you um one joke the newest joke i just did was uh, if you haven't seen this show a movie on hulu um it's a great movie and i learned a lot about on this movie there's three things you can see from 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 uh, from outer space and I look at the screen and I show the Luxor light. That's one thing you can see. And the second picture comes up, it's the Great Wall of China. And the third picture is Tommy Lee's dick. So it's, um, 
It's a great joke. And then we put the sound effect. Of, of course, that's on the big and screen. Is, and uh, it's a great way to utilize that that space for 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 a joke. So I'm not just saying it. They're they're getting visual stimulation. Yeah, you're you're getting an actual visual of Tommy Lee's dick, and he's it's it's not a prop. It's not an actual no. prop. Yeah, well, that would be something though. Hey, Fred said, "Hey, what's up, Freddie?" <laughs> oh yeah, you're getting uh, comments, live comments the whole time. So if you want to veer off to any of those, um, yeah. can you remember your first prop? Yes, my and being from Florida, my first prop. Well, my first prop I did on stage. The very first prop I made. The very first prop I went on stage with was a a, a neighborhood crime watch sign that I'd stolen. And um, I went on stage and I said, sorry, I'm late. I was in the neighborhood and then it killed. And I said, you know, how, how good is their crime watch system if they're not even watching the signs? Um, forget your house. I'm out there digging the sign out there. So that was the first joke I did on stage. The very first prop was uh, living in Florida, all the old people. I had a, an old lady's head on top of a spring. So when they drove, you'd see their head above the seat in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and and is it true that you first uh, you drew the first version of your carrot top logo when you were in college before? Yeah, I was in my dorm room. I never forget it. Like it was yesterday. It was it was too many years ago. But I was in, I had a sharpie and paper. And I was right. I was drawing something. My my roommate came in and said, "What is that?" And I said, "It's a logo." And he said, "For what class? A marketing class? They're making you draw logos. What is it?" I said, "It's a carrot with a holding a microphone." And the guy's like, "Um." What? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm making a, I'm making a prop from or a logo for my comedy career. And he says, you're not a comic. I said, I know, but the hard part's done. I got the logo. So, um, <laughs> logo is literally... half the battle, dude. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. So I said, I, up I with a bad name done. is half the battle, right? Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, and to say it's a blessing and a curse. I went with Care Top, you know, and it's been, it's been great. And then some days I'm like, what have I done? Why have I called myself Care? I could probably picked a cooler name, but, uh, yeah, Carrot Top stuck for all these years, and it's, it's worked out. It has stuck, and and definitely th that's that's what's to me one of the most inspiring things is the longevity of it, and that's the reason why I created in the trenches uh, podcast. And it doesn't just refer to musicians that have been in the trenches for all these years. You yourself in the trenches since I think 1985 is that where yeah, it, all, it all kicked off. 85 yeah so that yeah that's kind of the coolest thing for me as i've gotten older as i think my god i've been in this for 36 years and, and you and you look back on it when you're just thinking about just thinking about trying to be a comedian i remember being in my dad's in titusville you know, in my dad's bathroom just holding a microphone you know telling rehearsing jokes there i am right there that was yesterday the water's very hard here <laughs> I own that actual thermal uh, undershirt. It's still kind of hip for me to, to wear. And I have needed it this last week being on the tour in the Midwest. So that's why uh, we out uh, ran the ice storm, folks. Um, Alice Cooper Band is on tour heading down to the Monsters of Rock cruise a little bit later this week. We are actually traveling through Carrot Top's uh, hometown of the area of Orlando, Florida. We will be there um, sometime next week. So check uh, the Alice Cooper nice. tour or if you want to check out uh, RyanRoxy.com. Um, of course, there's a shameless plugs in it for me every once in a while, Carrot Top, but don't worry. It's, it's all about you at the now. I don't care. Day. I might be at your show because I'll be I'll be in Orlando next week. Uh, you definitely are yeah. welcome, and you'll get uh, carte blanche. You will uh, have to get something stuffed up your nose in a you know yeah, in yeah. A testing way. <laughs> that yeah, sounds yeah. very wrong. If I would have said that in the eighties or nineties, it might have been a totally different thing. But you will have to get uh, something stuffed up your nose just to get tested and just get in. That's fine. Stuff. So there you go. Um, at least it's up my nose. <laughs>
<laughs> kind of a weird, weird testing you have here. Well, I want to talk about the fact that you've given your comedy show the feeling of a rock and roll, um, like a rock and roll band show, big rock show, if you will. You said that. Uh, what was was that always your plan, or what band oh, sort of inspired that? Oh no, day one. I'm I'm, I'm not kidding. So I was I, we've been when I was trying to do comedy, I was uh, an oyster shucker in uh, in Orlando. I was shucking oysters at a place called Calico Jacks, and they had a, a jukebox, and that's how old I am. This jukebox was in there, right? So I would always play. The jukebox. I was always picked the songs like Aerosmith and Michael Jackson and uh, um, the Rolling Stones. It was definitely, definitely Aerosmith, Stones, and Michael Jackson when some of them were, were staples. And I would, I would dance behind the, you know, the bar shucking oysters and doing these stupid little like imitation of Steven Tyler and Mick Jagger. And I'd moonwalk down to get the, you know, the thing. And the, 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 the bar already always loved it, right? So when I started putting together like my comedy act. I said, I want the show to leave with this kind of a rock and roll feel. So I put together a little montage, literally, of those things. Like, the, you know, Aerosmith, Michael Jackson. And I ended on, um, on Mick Jagger, you know, strutting across the stage with a, his logo on a cape and stuff. And so that was really probably from day one. I had, I had already tried to figure out a way to have a, a comedy rock and roll shows when the show was all my the comedy was over hey here's a thing with a thing on it i'd say you want to rock out and they'd be like yeah i was like what and then the lights would go dark and i'd lights would come back up and i'd be dressed as as uh you know whoever it was so and you were doing basically the tom cruise what is it the bar the bar tricks yeah yeah except co doing cocktail i think that yeah, was that movie cocktail, except doing it with costumes and th and then the show I, and I oysters in, yeah then i put on but it's quick changes it'd be like you know bad and lights go down i'm already changing into the hat and the glove and lights will come back up and I'm Michael Jackson. And then now I have, you know, I got like kiss heads. And um, so it was kind of a staple of my show, Bennett. You, even when I started really like in little bars, people would love that part of the show because it was so, you know, loud and it was music and they left there feeling like they came to a, a concert as opposed to a comedy show. Right. It sounds like a place that might have like sawdust on the floor. Did it? <laughs> well, yes, they did. <laughs> and, and I'm sure both of us have played many, many a club that's had sawdust on the floor. Oh, yeah. I played it in an attic one time in Boca Raton, Florida. I got to the gig and I said, where's the stage? And the guy points up at this like loft. And I said, Where, where's the stage? He said, right there. So I was above the bar. And I, and I said, well, how am I going to get my, my props up there? He says, I don't know. So my friend would sit down and throw up each prop and I would do it and then I'd throw it down. He it was maybe one of the most hell gigs I've ever in my life. No, I, I completely understand. I remember it, and it wasn't that long ago. See, you're talking early days for me. It wasn't like maybe like four years ago. I played an acoustic gig in Greece where I asked him where the stage was and it was a two tiered club uh, upstairs and a downstairs they had me set up on the middle platform of the staircase going up and down so not only were people going up walking up and down behind me during the show i'm sit on this small little uh, like platform in the middle so i could reach the audience that didn't really want to hear my stuff on the below or the top so jesus <laughs> so yeah i, I know that, that was, that's pretty funny i mean that's crazy Thessaloniki, uh, Thessaloniki, Greece. Have you been able to uh, perform your comedy all over the world? And if you have, I've been to Mississippi. Well, that's all. That's pretty much all over the world for people that are from Alabama. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been going world. I mean, the outside too much. Uh, one, just we we, do, we don't. I don't comedy. The translation is a little different with music. 
I have been asked to go to like Australia and some other places, but uh, we haven't really yet gone. But you haven't toured yet. You haven't toured uh, internationally yet. But not internationally, no. We all over the. I states. think the furthest we've gone to do our show is in Canada. You know, can we drive up there? But uh, all right. But see, in a way, you're kind of like you're already where you're based out of right now. It is sort of the not we are the world, but it's a small world of right. you know of the world because you have you encompass everybody comes to Las Vegas right. And you, and you've been the king of Vegas since like way early on. Like when I found out you've been doing a residency there since 2005. Is that true? Yeah, we started part of that even. We had this is our 16th year at the Luxor, and we had 10 years at the MGM. So it's been a uh, and one at Bally. So it's been a it's been a long journey. There's home. And where's Tommy Lee's penis? Right there, <laughs> right right in the center of that. Uh, yeah, you can still see it <laughs> if you look hard enough. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's incredible that you've done Vegas for as long as you have, because, you know, I, I'd like to think that, you know, Alice Cooper started. Oh, there you are with the Blue Man Group. And, you know, is is there a camaraderie with with? No, we hate all we hate we, we hate each other and no one talks. Oh, go back to that picture there because <laughs> you may all be bruised up and stuff like that. But Oh, no. The, yeah, the good are going to be a Blue Man Group was there. Tape Face and uh, Pup, uh, Penn and Teller, uh, Terry Fader. I did like a celebration of my 16 years and a lot of these people came out and did some nice things. We put together like a little a little mini skits per se. That's cool. I, I heard but there's a lot it. of camaraderie. I mean, you know, people like, you know, the, the shows that there are those like those guys that are that are permanent residents, residencies. Yeah. And then you have these residencies that come through that, you know, like Aerosmith there for like a two weeks or they call those residents. But they're not really there long enough to get, you know, I know them. We, we, they actually came to the show. We got to be good friends, which is kind of yeah. cool. Um, they're you know, they're, 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 they're long enough for their we almost had the shine down last night was going to come, but they 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 had to cancel the last minute but uh we'll be out in March I, April, I promise you that i'll bring i'm coming to the show and hopefully i'll be able to bring alice and anybody else in the band yeah. to come so that'd but, be cool but i was thinking you you did have sort of a, a good relationship with celine dion i've met her many times yeah she can't be nicer she uh uh we met in fact this we met when i was in orlando and i was going i was at her show at the, the orlando arena and it's when her her husband was alive. He came over to me and said, uh, we, "We're big fans. Would you like to meet Celine Dion?" And I said, "No, not really." And he said, "Oh, really?" I said, "No, of course I would." So he walked me back, and sure enough, it was his years ago. And she says, "We're such big fans of yours." Uh, so we've known each other for for a long time. Yeah, Shania Twain is a new. She she came to the show, and she can't be we're like besties. She can't be she can't be sweeter. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's been, she's been around for a long time. I remember playing a place in Canada where she, where she was from her hometown and she had a hotel where her, she had the Shania Twain suite and that's where Alice was able to stay at though. So, nice. but, but I want to get back to Celine Dion because I, the rumor on the street, and this is, could be one of our factor fictions that we actually do Vic. Um, there's a, there's a, a rumor that urban legend going around that part of Celine Dion's, um, materials from her palatial house uh was used in your palatial house is that true or this is true fact folks there you go yes so yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess when they built celine dion's big old house out here in vegas the guys that built that house um 
uh, ended up building this house that I'm living in. And so they had all this, le- in a sense, leftover stuff <laughs> from Celine Dean's, Dion's. It's all these beams and, and all tile that I have. So it's kind of an eclectic, the house is such an eclectic house because it's all, it's all different. For every, every like room has different tile. And that's the reasoning why, because they, they had, had all this leftover stuff, really, and said, what do we do with it? They said, let's build a little mini casa. So they built this house and I happened to find it one day. They had just finished building it. And um, I had looked at so many homes and I said, wow, this is it. This is so me. And uh, that's before they even told me that it was all that stuff. I just thought it was a cool looking house. And I like your I, candelabra in the back. I mean, yes, are, are, are chandelier. Right. Uh, our, our, our tour manager, Caesar, would call it a candle opera. Yes. But, uh, you know, I, I do like the thing in the bag. It's very nice. Yeah. It looks, it has a, 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 a nice darkish vibe yeah. to it a little bit. Um, my question Okay, you have this camaraderie with a lot of the Vegas players and a lot of the guys that uh, do long-standing shows. Um, is there anyone out there that kind of shuns or kind of just st- stays to his own? And and like, I'm not going to plant any seeds. I'm not going to like sort of. Uh, uh, I'm not going to stir the pot, if you will. But I just have an i have a, an idea that maybe Chris Angel has a little bit of a tude. Is that true? It has a little bit of what? A little bit of an attitude, Chris Angel. Oh, he's sitting right here. Let me ask him. Chris. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> you think about that? Do you hear that? No, we all we actually always whenever there's a glitch in the matrix or somebody's uh, when we play cards on the way to the next town and we're playing cards, Alice will actually deal the cards. And, and whenever there's any sort of card that flips up a certain way or this and that, we say that's a Chris Angel deal. So I'm not sure if you if, if you hang out with him at all or is he seems like a pretty. I, I mean, I don't hang out with him, but I've done I've done many things with him and. and uh, Any events? Yeah, events, and then he had, and I've been. We did some things when he had his TV show. I did a, a whole bunch of stuff on his show. Um, yeah, he was. He's always been nice and reached out and asked me to be part of things. So. All right, so there you go, Chris Angel. No attitude, good guy. There yeah, you he's go. a good guy. I was oh, fiction. The, the the sort of rumor that well, he I mean, had I it. mean, to me, you know, you always hear the things like, oh, you know, like the guy from we were talking about earlier was yeah. nice to me. You're like, not to me. So yeah, well, he's nice, but he's nice. To me, but he he does take up a lot of energy. That guy, we were yes, talking. a lot of energy. Takes 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 a lot a lot of air in the room. But you know, one of the newest sort of uh, big headliners that's uh, in your town these days are the Las Vegas Raiders. And anybody that knows me and knows me from growing up in the Bay Area. Um, I grew up right outside of Oakland, California. So I've been an, a Raider fan um, my whole entire life. Um, mm-hmm. What's it like having an NFL team in Vegas this uh, this year? The whole vibe of the town. What do you well, think? yeah, no, the whole it all started with hockey because we got when we got the the Golden the Knights here, it changed it changed this whole town. I mean, literally, it was right where what everything was going through um, a tough time. We had a shooting here, and it was a a really tough time and, and the hockey team kind of came into town right at the, the time everybody was kind of struggling and it, it really became a community kind of thing and people just went nuts i mean they it, 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 you, golden knights stickers everywhere and we go to um the, we go to the next year and then we get the raiders and now you know this town we have we have football and we have hockey in fact both happening uh, this weekend. We have football happening and hockey happening. Yeah, the Pro Bowl. Yeah, the Pro yeah, the Bowl. Pro this Bowl weekend, and then right? we got the uh, the hockey. I'm supposed to be doing something today with the uh, NHL. Um, yeah. All right. 
I'm not so, going to tell you yeah, no, it's great I, I know that your voice has been, uh, you've been working on your voice the last couple of days and I don't want to tire it out. So I'm, I'm going to not ask for too long winded questions. Maybe the rest of the questions will be just yes or no, or you can just nod. No. That's been great having a football team. Football team has been great. And uh, I got to meet uh, no one really well, uh, John Gruden prior yeah. to his, uh, prior to his, his old debacle, but uh, good, he's a good guy, great guy. And uh, yeah. I was like, I say, you go to the Raiders games. Well, I did when I knew coach right and so you you have been able to catch a couple games yeah. but you are an nfl fan and we were talking a little bit about before the podcast started what an amazing run this has been these last couple of weeks really unreal the Super these, Bowl. New, these new young bucks that are coming in the league are just they're destroying it i mean they're playing they're playing beyond great football like before that even like with the, the you know the montanas and tom brace of those of those eras they're already beating all their records as as as, as rookies so it's crazy right. But growing up in Florida, you yeah. you know, and it was kind of before the Tampa Bay really yep. kind of took off because kind of Tampa Bay that was it was a new expansion to right, when, right. when we were kids because like I said we're the same age and um, even though we look like children, uh, we were around when the Tampa Bay Bucks were honestly uh, an expansion. Damn, team. I was so handsome. <laughs> so you was it was it Bucks or was it the the Dolphins that you were? A fan oh, of? it definitely it was definitely the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks was. Uh, I mean, the Bucks, definitely Dolphins. I grew up, and that's all we watched Dolphins. And the Bucks came in, I think, in 1976, I think. And I remember we 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 all my dad and Elvis got one of those we got one of those tour bus things and did the, you know, the thing that I would never do again: get in a bus with a whole bunch of people who don't know and go over <laughs> to Tampa and go to a game. I do that every and, night. The tour. And bus. I said, well, yeah, now, oh yeah, but you know what I mean, like in a tour bus. I mean, not a tour bus, like a you know what I mean, Greyhound. No, a bus with a hundred people, two hundred people on it. Party bus. Yeah, yes, it was, but it wasn't even that. It was just, but anyway, that's not my cup. Even back then, I no, no, my cup of tea. But um, so we go, and I remember we're there, and I said to my dad, I said, I don't like the. I, some, I knew right away. I said, I'm not. I'm a dolphin. I'm not a buck fan. He says, But we're at this. Look at this brand new team thing. I said, No, I don't like the. I don't like the sherbet color. I didn't like. I knew right away. There's something about Tampa Bay that that didn't. Uh, Really, that's not my team. You know, the Dolphins are my team. So I've stayed true to, to heart for the Dolphins since I, was, since I was born. Well, I hope their coaching situation works out for next year. I do, and, too. Um, yeah, the whole thing's a mess. I hope it, it fixes itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like for all the amazing parts of the NFL season this year, because I've never been into it. I know, yeah. Have this, there's been, have been some those. really lows. You know, there has yeah. been lows of the lows and, and highs of the highs. But uh, who can I ask uh, – for your for your special pick because you are in Vegas so you know all the odds makers uh, Super Bowl pick for coming up uh, it'll be Bengals versus the Los Angeles Rams and I know you don't want to uh, alienate any of your fans but who who are you lean in towards Well I'll just say, I'll just do it as honest, as honest answer as I can If I was a betting man I would probably take the Rams because I think the Rams have just their defense and the, this Arnold Donald and another guy and and uh, uh, what's his name too. There's like four amazing yeah. players, on. Yeah. and then that they, on the offensive side, you got you got such a great offense, and, and Matthew and his, Matthew Stafford is the Stafford, and, yeah. but but in in OBJ. my heart, my whole family's yeah. from Cleveland, so in my heart, I want I want to see the uh, the Bengals win, yeah, um, just because I like I always like underdogs, okay, um, but head I think says the Rams, Rams heart says head says Rams, heart says Bengals, right. All right, all right. And I won't be disappointed either way. I think I think both teams is, is, well, are deserving to be in the game. I think both teams haven't you know won in, in a while, so I think it'll be. Uh, 
I think it'd be kind of cool for either way. And I think the fact they've already gotten to this this close that the Bengals don't make it. They did a hell of a, a job this year. I mean, that young kid comes up from a year and gets hurt, and then he comes out and boom. They beat our Raiders, and they beat my Raiders, and uh, it, that was. I thought it came down to the last play of the game. I thought that was one of the closest games of yeah. all the playoff games so far. But my feeling about the Super Bowl, it's either going to be um, because I don't think we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess next week we'll have a, another show, folks, where uh, it'll be right before the Super Bowl. Um, but my my whole scenario situation is that Rams are either going to blow them out completely, not even a game, or like the Rams do, they're going to let. Uh, uh, Cincinnati hang around and Cincinnati's going to squeak by. So Cincinnati, they either get blown out or they squeak by, and that's 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 my call. Well, that's that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good that's a good way. To, uh, that's a great look at it because it could it could honestly happen since you've been watching the last games. The Bengals they they can be sneaking around and they don't go away. If, if you let them sneak if you let them stick around, look what look what they did. I mean, and they, even if you let them blow you out, I mean, the, the KC had blown them out and. Whatever happened in the second half with the defense, they yeah. just shut them down. So it was great. Yeah, so we'll see. You never know. It should be, it should be an exciting game. That's for sure. I have to be fair to uh, Nita Strauss, who's our guitar player with Alice as well. And she's uh, she plays guitar for the L.A. Rams. She plays at all the games. So oh, nice. know we'll be siding with her, you know, when if, if they do blow it out. But honestly, I, I'm kind of like you. My heart says a little bit Joey B in the moxie yeah. of, you know, uh, What's the guy with the Jamar is the, the, the number one, the, the guy that's received for Chase, Jamar Chase, right? Oh, the, the, they have a connection, those two. It's like lead oh, yeah, singer, guitar player. Together, right? They say he brought it kind of like with what's his name with the with Bronkowski. So they played together for so many years. So they, that was a smart move because he knows his rhythm and knows his patterns. It's kind of like a lead singer and a, and a, and a lead guitar player that did work in tandem. Yeah, no, the same. It's probably the same analogy. Sure. Have you, have you ever had like a, a comedian that you feel that like whether you do shows together that you guys vibe off each other and like, hey, that's a great bill for us? To Unfortunately, be sadly, I have to say, yeah, Louis Anderson. So, um, he, oh, man. Yeah, he he was uh, not only probably my my dearest friend in, in the comedy world, but uh, he was he there. Oh, there he is there. He um he was a really really dear friend. I mean, I could call him at any day, any time, ask him anything. Uh, that was a that was maybe the hardest loss I've ever had to endure. Um, it's been, it's, it, when you you know someone like him, he was so close to, and I was at the hospital holding his hand like in you know, the. the day before mm. and um wow was that was rough and he was god he was funny and he he was a guy that we could he and i could have done kind of a laurel and hardy kind of situation looking at that picture you know right. big Louie, right. here's little me and um <laughs> we just worked so well together um mm. well he was a he was a wow. brilliant comic just wow. he could just talk and he didn't have to write jokes he could just read the phone book and he would laugh so much praise coming out the last few weeks from from comedians all over the all over the world. I've, I've been watching it and and just giving him such props for for being, you know, one of the original guys. You know, he's yeah. one of the old school original guys. And and the comedians, I mean, a couple of years ago, it was musicians that took a lot of yeah. um, a lot of great musicians were passing away. It seems that comedians have just recently. Yeah, it's been a rough. It's been a rough couple. Rough start uh, to the year. And you know? yeah, it's been a rough. It's, um, you know. and, I, and I know, but I don't want to. I don't want to harp on it at all. But I, I do. I do find it awesome that that you have that uh, that special person that you guys can 
co-headline and you know oh yeah you know we, we talked not, not that long ago about doing doing shows doing road doing some road shows together his humor and my humor were very were now it's a similar they just were were they would coexist nicely you know he was so even he's so clean and his jokes are so great and then i would come up and be stupid and loud <laughs> and uh well you've always had that um i mean has anyone ever gotten uh like vindictive of your style of comedy, like even any fellow comedians say, "Oh, well, you're taking my act, or you're doing." Well, they this. they think when I first started, I wouldn't say a thing. In my first started doing my comedy, um, I got a lot of flack from a lot of not often just comics, or if it was a flack from just in general, like the general audience was a prop guy, or you know, there's this 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 just disdain a lot of times, and in, in, in which I never understood because if whatever depends on what you're doing, if you're doing you know, uh, jazz, let's say, or you're doing rock or you're doing this, what's the difference to me doing, you know, props and visual stuff and you doing uh, your thing. And one thing I liked about when I was first starting out, one of the most important things, they still like this now, but thievery. So that was one of the big things when you're, for you, you just start out, you don't steal other people's jokes. If you do, you're, you're done. And, and people right. know it. Like comics are like, dude, you just did my act or you did George Carlin's act or, so that's one reason why I went with doing my props. I was like, I'm, I, I got it. I got, I'm going to do something so unique and so different that they're not going to give me shit for that because it's like, who else is carrying around dummy heads and a crime watch sign? And, a, you know what I mean? <laughs> and there's probably still some comedian out there that, hey, you, you took my act. I yeah, yeah. Well, no one knew. I think that at least come down to this thing because the act is so unique. But they, they definitely just, there was a stigma and that thing, you know, if they were a monologist and then I was a, prop comic they was like all right that's you know we we're the lower food chain yeah. but then you get someone like george carlin who's who's like you know everybody's drink you know and george yeah. carlin says to me you're funny as shit and uh i just never forgotten that i said that's 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 where i i, I think it was just around that time where i said to myself you know consider the source kind of thing you know uh some joe schmo and in, in, sitting in his, in his basement and Wisconsin is giving me a hard time. And then George Carlin says that I'm, that I'm brilliant. Well, I <laughs> so, mean, I think you know, that's I, the, I, I immediately went on that. Yeah. I, yeah. I immediately said, George Carlin said, I'm funny. That's all I need to know. That's and so right. I just kept thinking of people like that and Bill Mars and the Jay Leno's and the David Letterman's everyone, that, everyone, you know, that would come to me and say, you're funny. That was way more important to me than someone I don't know, you know, people but, in my craft. But it's so hard to do that as humans for us to not uh just take the good parts some people say and and, right. and, and focus on that we we always take the one comment that uh, oh, yeah. out of 99 you know uh, nice positive things people say you take the one where, where somebody is not positive and you go like, well, what, what's wrong with me what, what did i do wrong why is that yep i mean yep but i i like that you do that because i know that um there's been some times that you have had seemingly uh, maybe maybe some controversy with with some comedians. I remember there was a story I heard a while back about you and Bill Hicks, where Bill Hicks, mm. um, you didn't know if you guys were on the same page, or you he might have he might have said some disparaging things, but then things <laughs> did work out at the end, right? I well, mean, he he had made jokes for a while, and it was a great joke. He said he he was struggling in comedy clubs. And he says, but they're draining lakes and putting in bleachers to see this guy carrot top. <laughs> <laughs> which was really a funny line. So then I, I finally, I, he's at this club in, in West Palm beach, Florida. 
and he's not at the club. He's sick. He's actually in the comedy condo uh, with cancer, and he's got you know like two weeks to live. I don't even know this. I'm working, and the lady working at the club just did. Hap I happened to say something to the effect of, you know, I could tell Bill Hicks, you know, hates me, and she says Bill doesn't hate you, and I said, Jade, you told me this. She says this is not a joke. It's all meant to, like happened and should have happened. Between shows, I'm setting up for the second show. I go out to get coffee to go back and do the second show. And she brings Bill Hicks over from the condo. And he can barely walk. He's going to die in like two weeks. And he comes over to me. And I'm like, what the? And he goes, I just wanted to tell you, I don't hate you. I just, dude, I'm, it's my job. I'm, being, I'm, a, I'm a comic. I'm being an asshole. You, you're great. And don't ever think you're not great. You're the, you do what you do. You do great. I said, Bill, you shouldn't have got out of bed. You're, you're, you're like sick. He's like, no, I wanted to make sure we clean this shit up before I fucking die. So he really wanted to come clean with me and say, you know what? You're a brilliant comic. You know, I, I don't hate you. And so it was, it was, it was really a beautiful, sweet moment. That is, that is actually with that beautiful, sweet moment, we're going to take a really quick break and then we will come back with all the things that are happening right now for you in Vegas and what we're celebrating now. But first we're going to talk about uh, here. This could be an actual prop for you, man. That. Like this. this is one of our sponsors. That's click. Like there are readers and uh, Vic, why don't we run that commercial? We'll be right back with carrot top. We are here in the trenches. Thank you. Hello, Roxy guitar army. For those of you that have been faithfully following the podcast, you may have noticed that recently I've been changing up my eyewear from week to week. And today we are happy to announce that Click Eyewear is now an official sponsor of the In the Trenches podcast. They've even given us a special discount code that we can now pass on to our supporters. Click has provided me with both readers and blue blocker protection eyewear that are durable, stylish, and convenient. What sets them apart from the rest of the reader world? The catch is in the click. They are the world's first magnetic reader, which makes them hard to lose and even harder to break. If you're interested in getting a pair or two of your own, check out the discount link located in the description. Never lose your readers again, because with Click Eyewear, they're always around you. Now let's get back into the trenches and back to some more rock and roll. There you go. That's great. <laughs> well, I will get you a pair of these if you'd like. Those you are really cool. It, infiltrate it into the act, or you can, um, or you can just use them to read. I don't know. We're the same age. I imagine. Are you two point oh? I'm just twos. Oh, you're twos. yeah, two point oh. That's yeah, 2 .0. yeah, yeah, one point five. Um, if you hear this uh, incessant beeping, and I'm not sure if our producer hears that, I'm on a new computer, folks, and um, my wife in Sweden has no idea that I she shouldn't I shouldn't be on this group chat that she's in, and she's uh, it's just it's ding 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 going on in my ears. So there you go, folks. We are here in the trenches with Carrot Top. We are talking about um, his past uh, from Florida all the way to um, Las Vegas. Did you ever live in Los Angeles? I did live in Los Angeles, yeah. I've been okay. uh, for about five, six years. What what years were that? Um, I'd say 90, around the 90s. Early grunge era. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, because I... I well, I would, I, you know, I got the gig. What happened was, I, you know, I, I, I was in... I had my house in Florida, and then I, I went to L.A., and then I started doing a little bit of Vegas, so I thought, oh, I could just you know fly from Vegas there quick. And then I got the permanent gig, and then then I had to move out of LA because I was you know take that Southwest flight, huh? Again with with, with, yeah, all, yeah, the, yeah. with all the strippers going over there, all the rock and rollers. Yeah, going I like over. I like like that flight. You need land in Burbank with the 
you can feel like you're coming up like a Bob Hope movie. Oh man. We used to do that gig a lot. I used to do that flight a lot because we used to play pinkies. Do you remember oh, yeah, the club? Yeah. Do you remember, I don't, I don't look for it folks. I don't think it's there anymore, but uh, it's not like it's, it's more of the way of Tommy Lee's dick. I think at this yeah. point, it's, it's, you could not see pinkies, the opposite of Tommy Lee's dick. It was like weird. It was, it was sort of, in some sort of weird crevice off the strip and stuff like that. But we would always play there. That was sort of our, our place that we'd play. And uh, you've been playing Vegas for over 15 years now. And by the way, this is a question, and we should probably run the animation, Vic, if you'd like, because this is where uh, people from the audience and people from our chat and um, everyone that's been supporting the podcast, they found out that you were going to be on. They wanted to ask questions directly to you. So this is from Kathy Grant. Let the people speak, Vic. What do you say? All right. So it's a, you've been in Vegas for over 15 years now. And this is from Kathy Grant. Do you believe the Luxor casino is cursed? Why would it be <laughs> cursed? Because you've been there. It's uh, been pretty successful for you. She says, uh, have you ever seen ghosts on floor 10 and 26? No, I have never, but I don't ever leave. I never leave my backstage dressing room because I am frightened of the place. There it is. I, yeah. I remember back in the years that elevators were weird to go up. You felt like you were oh, going yeah. in a diagonal, the right? Inclinator. <laughs> so that is fact. That is in a, in fact fiction. There you go. And here we go. Another question from Kathy Grant. Because there you go. Uh, do you gamble? If so, do you play slots or tables? I have never gambled. I never never gambled. Probably probably once in my entire life. Literally, another, another similarity that we have when I go to Vegas. People ask, "Are you winning?" I go, "Yeah, I'm winning because I'm not playing." <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's not. It's not that I, I don't. I, um, I'm not. I don't. I don't know how to count. I'm not a good adder. That's you know. I don't, I'm not good at math. That's one reason. Two, I don't like smoke. I, I have bad lungs, so I can't be around smoke. And just a lot of people makes me kind of, which is weird in show business, but being surrounded by a lot of people coming in, di- coming in different directions is kind of scary to me. So You're I, a little claustrophobic around crowds. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, even if I go to a restaurant, I have to, look, I have to sit towards the door looking at me. I can't sit with the door behind me in case who's going to come in. And, uh, yeah, someone comes in and sprays the place. That's a- Right. So I, I like, I'm very, I'm very uh, in a sense, claustrophobic. My friend used to have a great, joke he said i'm claustrophobic and goraphobic i have the fear of being outdoors and and this uh, fear of indoors so i just hang out most of the time in a doorway <laughs> well then you're good for earthquakes so yeah that was yeah. the only advice growing up in california that they would give they'd say yeah uh, just go to a doorway that was one of my props i built a bed i built a bed when i was doing the tonight show with jay leno i built a bed in a doorway, it was like a doorway, and then I had built a bed. So I said, "This is where you sleep, and so you're always safe from an earthquake." Because I always say, "Go to a doorway." I love Stupid. it, Vic. Do you have that clip? Can you put that clip of that uh, carrot cup in the doorway? No, he just says he does not have that clip. Sorry. Oh. Oh, There's the kiss heads. That is a kiss tongue. Is that not really your tongue? That has to be a prop tongue. That's that's yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> God, please, that that would be up there with Tommy Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Lee's Tommy Lee's uh, schlong and that tongue, boy, you'd be destined for stardom. Now there I am feeding, spoon feeding Gene Simmons. All right, all right. So you do have a. a let me ask you that. Did you ever play an instrument? Drums. Drums. Okay. 
cool. It's like all the great, and, and you're a front man as well. A lot of great front men become, start off on the drums. I've, I've had so many people on the podcast, you know, whether you talk about Steven Tyler starting with drums, and there you are strumming some sort of guitar. Is that more of yeah, a Yeah, we, we were in Nashville, I think, and that was like a, yeah, something. Yeah. Well, here we go. Here's my last question from uh, Kathy Grant. Thank you very much for letting the people speak. Uh, have you been on the Strat rides and did the Sky Jump? I've done almost every one of those. I just did something for um, ESP. No, for something for CNN. I think it was they were doing that 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 thing. What okay. do you call it? The New Year's Eve bash, bringing in the New Year, okay. and they went to. Um, uh, they strapped me in that one of those things, and I went flying down the. It was at the stratosphere. Okay. All right. Scared the Is crap it, out of me. And then I was on one with Gene Simmons when we filmed Family Jewels. It was one of the rides that you, that goes around the outside of the, it comes off like a big hook and goes, and I'm like, I think I'm literally having a heart attack, right? But we're filming and I'm strapped in this thing and Gene's across me and Gene's, you know, that, ah, he's kind of screaming, but I'm like, I'm trying to tell the guy like, like stop the ride i'm gonna die and we're just going and we're supposed to be doing dialogue and, and I, I i i couldn't even tell my lines because i was like i'm going to have a heart attack so there is i there know that is. you and gene have like you have a history of um yeah you kind of pulled his leg a couple times and i did i did recently see sort of a, i did a, a story about that well how did that go well gene came back to the came back to my show and he says, Hey, man, man. This is my best Gene Simmons impression. Yeah, he says, uh, he says, uh, you, uh, you've seemed very successful and, uh, know all these things. What, uh, what do you do to make money outside of comedy? And I said, uh, nothing, you know, I'm, I'm a loser. I don't know what else to do. And he said, uh, well, you must make money uh, somehow, somehow, somehow other way, you know? And I said, I mean, I make a little bit of money here and there from uh, some, you know, the jingles that I do. He said, jingles. And I said, yeah. He said, what, 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 what do you mean? I said, well, I did this one, you know, uh, from by Menon. And he said, <laughs> he said deodorant. and he said, what? I said, yeah, by Menon. And he's looking at me. He's like, how, how did you come up? How did you, wait, wait how, why? And I said, my buddy had a, a, a thing in his garage and we were out messing around and Menon people had a, a campaign. They were looking for a jingle. These, everyone send in your jingle. And my buddy and I came up with by Menon. And we sent it in, right? And we won. And so, um, you know, he said, do you get paid for that? I said, yeah, they still pay. I mean, oh. they don't run the commercials as much as they used to. But You might be him. bad with numbers. Gene Simmons, exact opposite. Really good with numbers. So he's just thinking, he's just thinking numbers, <laughs> numbers, numbers. <laughs> and so he had a... Uh, um, I had him for like for like 15 minutes. He was like, that's amazing. And I said, yeah. And then he's like, wow, I would never have known. And then I said, anything else? And I said, yeah, you know, certs. He's like, the, the mint. He goes, yeah. I said, I came up with the Retson. They, they added now with Retson. And he just looked at me for a second. He says, you're fucking me. I said, yeah. He said, but not the men and thing. I said, no, both. I just completely <laughs> fucking shit. He's like, he's going to yeah. kill me. I've, I've kind of always wondered about what Retson is. I think it's a. Yeah, what is I think, I, I think certs is actually pulling one on us. I, I don't well, think absolutely. Is. So we, I mean, they did. So, so we bought. Oh, now with Retson, so we have yeah. to get it because don't get the one they didn't have Retson. 
Yeah. yeah. And four out of five dentists, I think yeah. actually four of them, I think, again, like that Joe Rogan letter, I don't think a lot of them were actual dentists. Yeah. I think the, the, you know, five, they, the they, four they, out of five dentists, practice. one, one dentist with no teeth. That, the four out of five are good. That, don't ask that guy. One was a podcaster, apparently. <laughs> so think, speaking of, um, we'll do another animation because we, you know, you have props, we have animation little clips. So this is the one that got away. And I have a question coming up right after that. Vic, you want to run that? So the inspiration behind that actually came up from Stanley Gable. And we I just found out recently that Stanley Gable passed uh, just in the last couple of weeks. And our thoughts, um, our prayers, our good energy going out to him and uh, to his family. And uh, he was the inspiration behind this question, though, because I want to ask the guest about a piece of gear. And this, in this case, would be a prop that you wish you still had. But somehow it was lost stolen or you had to sell it at some point because you needed the money. So is there a prop that you've used in your act that you wish is the one that got away? Well, I had my entire act burned down years ago in, in Birmingham. I was playing, I was playing over the weekend in Birmingham comedy club and they had a re remote radio show and uh, they all broke for, for lunch and we all went, it was an ice storm. And so we all went back to the hotel and then the club owner called and said, listen, I'm going to give you guys a call later this afternoon around, you know, showtime, six o'clock or so, and let you know if we're going to be doing a show or not doing a show. So we go back and it's, it's, we know already it's, we're, it's 3.30 and you can't, you can't move. Everything is just, just iced in, snowed in. So we all pretty much assumed, of course, then they made the call and said, no, there's no show. I said, well, we kind of figured that. So we all just got drunk and next morning I woke up. And we got the news that the club burned down. And the weird part about it was I didn't even think about my act being in there. I just thought, oh, my God, the club burned down. Like, how bad? And they said, down, gone. Everything's gone. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love that club. And then my assistant says, dude, your act. And it oh, took me, like, isn't that weird? Just instant, like, yeah. oh, and shit. Part of your act was a gas of, Not, a can of gasoline. Yeah, my whole <laughs> act gone. I mean, all the, all the like, the things that I could never even imagine I had in the show, you know, five, six trunks full of stuff that took me all these years to build. And I had a tonight show spot that Monday and this was Friday night. So I called to call the tonight show and say, Hey, I'm not going to be able to do the show. Cause I have no act. And I can't, I can't even go, go somewhere to build a new act because I can't iced in. So it was like Wednesday. We still were stuck in this hotel. And I watched it on TV, and I watched Jay Leno go, "Hey, we had a we had cat down with me the night through the fire." And and so then I do the show. How long did it take you to build that 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 whole? Well, it's a good story because all the other comics in when I lived in Charlotte, there it was it was a hub for a lot of comics because all these clubs were there. So there's about 50 comics that lived in Charlotte, North, all that area. They all came together and helped me like a scavenger hunt kind of deal. Uh, you know, you go get a rubber chicken and tennis racket, you go get a, and we all came back and we, in my garage and kind of built back enough to what we, what I could remember I had, but there was so many things that, um, that, uh, yeah, I really have, never had to sell one or lose, but I did. That's, I mean, I lost everything. That was. Do you ever crazy. think that perhaps Gallagher was an arsonist? As well, well, that was the joke. I said the next morning, I said, they <laughs> oh. found Rip, they said they found Rip Taylor's matches. 
<laughs> there you go. I thought it. Oh, wow. Gallagher. There you go. There would be no podcast without a Gallagher appearance, I guess. Um, there, there is another place in Birmingham that is very famous for rock and roll. And I don't know if you've ever been there called The Nick. And that it has the same sort of vibe. The Wait, Nick, where is it? And where in Chicago? It's in, it's in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, because that's it's called the, you, It's called the Vic. Yeah, the Nick. The, the Nick. Nick. Isn't that you said Birmingham, Alabama is where you where everything burned down? Yeah, right? yeah. Those years ago, that was in like nineteen ninety one or something like that. So you had to build it all back, man. That, well, I'm glad you've been able to build it back because now you have everything at the Luxor, and I'm I'm sure there's probably fire extinguishers at. We hope. Plus. <laughs> we hope so. We try to we, we sure and pray. Well, let's talk about that and how people, not just me, because we're, you know, we're coming out there with the Alice Cooper band really soon. And we're going to be, I think it's going to be Alice Cooper and Ace Freely out in Las Vegas. And we'd love to come to the show. Um, but tell us now the best way for the people that are listening and watching uh, how to follow you, how to get in touch and how, when they are in Vegas, how to get out to the show. So if you can put up your, I think uh, that we get, yeah, we can get, you go to Care Top Live there. Uh, that's my Instagram. Uh, Facebook is right there, Caretop. At Real Caretop is Twitter. And then, of course, uh, the last one. Is that uh, TikTok? I don't know what that is. Um, but, yeah, you can go to Caretop.com uh, for sure and get tickets. Or you can go to the theluxor.com uh, as well. But if you go on Caretop.com, it'll have it. A, it'll have a little place right on, on, on my website, too, to get to get actually go right in to buy tickets. So what so – what- I'm just curious because I'm, you do live a bit of a rock star lifestyle, um, although it is in the residency uh, way of things. But you get to travel. It's, it's just different. You're going constantly home every couple weeks from Florida to Vegas. Is that kind of the way? About, it works? A, about a week a month. OK. OK. And then when you're in Vegas, is are you treated like a rock star around town or is it kind of just like you put your hair back and you, and, and, and everyone goes, no, oh, I mean, I've been here for so long. I've been here for so long, kind of a staple. So people, you know, Hey, care. I mean, of course they still carry, carry time. but um, <laughs> I think when I go back to Orlando, when I go back to Orlando, it's kind of interesting too, because, you know, I, there you are kind of like, Oh my God, this character, like it's, it's, you know, here knowing like, if you like, when you walk through LA, no one gives a crap. They see, you know, you have having coffee with Jack Nicholson. They don't care about carrot time kind of thing. Well, I mean, the thing is, you've really, uh, I think by hanging, I think it is a Mick Jagger quote. If you hang around long enough, people start to notice you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's your, the longevity factor, I think is what's given you that, uh, it's, it's giving you that legitimacy of like, okay, I have to go see a carrot top show. I know that that's happening with Alice because there's a lot of people that are coming even to this day that have never been to an Alice Cooper concert because they've just heard now that they have to go see Alice Cooper. Yeah, well, I think that's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, longevity definitely, you know, yeah, sometimes you got to get get believers, you know, in a sense, you know. A lot of people say that to me, too. They'll say, you know, I got to be honest with you. I didn't want to come to your show, or, or my husband's like, I hate Carrot Top. And I said, oh, God. So I drug him here, and oh, my God, you're now our favorite comic. So you always get those kind of weird, oh, no, where are we going with this? And it really ends up, they had a great time. But there's, you never... You never cannot get those ones where they just they come right out of the gate and say something rotten. You're like, oh man, why can't you just say you had a great time? They got to say why we hated you, we despised you for so long. I mean, really you don't hated know you. how much? Yeah, you don't know how, how much. much. So, so all these pictures as Vic's putting up, I'm I'm thinking that those are coming from the meet and greets that you're doing and that you're offering. Is that true? 
Yes, that's the uh, um, that's the meet and greets that we have before the show. We do that every night, and it's great. You get to meet the people, and they come out and they're excited. And is it pre or post makeup, or what? What do you guys do it? We do it right before the show. Right before the show. Okay, so yeah, after the show, fresh. I'm like. Yeah, see, it's it's different with 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 Coop. He's he's he likes to do it when he's he's already sweaty and he's already got all the eye makeup kind of smeared and stuff, and he'll do it after the show. Yeah, but uh, we haven't been, you know, we haven't really gotten into them doing because we yeah, we're just getting back in there. That's a cool shot right there. Yeah, these guys came to the show dressing her. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know what? Be, if Vegas doesn't treat you like a celebrity here at In the Trenches, we will always treat you like a celebrity um, because we're proud to have you in the trenches we're also proud to have as a celebrity our fan of the week so along with carrot top this week's fan of the week vic let's That's right. It's Troy Brewer, folks. Troy Brewer is our fan of the week. And there he is. I always say he looks a little bit like Terry Bradshaw. I'll call him the Terry Bradshaw yeah. <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> He's got some Roxy shirts on there. He's always been supportive. He actually, we saw him this last week. He, uh, we in Wabash, Indiana. I don't know if you've ever I've been to Wabash. All right. It's a bash. It, and he bought the whole entire front row. So. Oh. Yeah, it was very nice of him. So because of you supporting, uh, you are our fan of the week. And if you'd like to be a fan of the week of In the Trenches, take this episode right now that you're watching with Carrot Top. Uh, pass it on to all of your friends. And just and buy the whole it. front row. And buy the whole front row. And, and you know what? Go to the Luxor and stay on floor 10 or 26. And then uh, just make your residency over there because... I'm going to be there. I'm telling you, I'm going to be there uh, in a few months, but I'm at, or what's I guess it's next month. It's going to be in March. Yeah. So two months, but next week I will be on the monsters of rock cruise and uh, I will be at the MORC. There you go. Alice is uh, playing there. We're going to be there with Buck Cherry as uh, carrot top is a fan, a, a bit of a fan of Buck Cherry. No. Yeah. I love Buck Cherry. Okay. On a plane with cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the whole thing about Buck, uh, about the singer of Buck Cherry. He's he's he started out AA. And he's always been AA and in, 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 in NA, and he's and he's just a skinny sort of yeah, great front man from the beginning. And I mean, what what? How do you feel about Nickelback? Because you've been prepared I, I before with, with oh, Nickelback of. What comedy? Well, no, I think came up to be the Nickelback of comedy in a way because because of the what was one quote. I'm really good friends with Nickelback, and I I've been to their show, and one time they were they they had me come up and toss these beers. It's kind of a cool thing. You if you hold a, a a solo cup just right, you can throw it like 500 feet full. A, a red solo cup. Yeah, you, you, and they showed me how you just take it right. like a, and you go like this, and you just go like this. A tattoo place, and you like that. You throw it. I mean, like far, like wham, and it goes all the way. In Love you know twenty row anyway, so I was just having so much fun doing this, and you ninety nine percent of them people catch the whole thing, right? That's so, not a solo cup. That's just a plastic cup. Oh, actually, this, this is my prop. But, well, but, but yeah, you, but you're talking solo, about the red solo cups. A big, but it, maybe that might work too. I guess you fill all it. Fill beer, the grip the tip. Yeah, you just you just kind of you just it's kind of distance, whoa, 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 and it go, yeah, and it goes. Flying. Without anything full. in it, it has to have liquid in it, though. It ha I would think it has to have some sort of mass in it. Right? Yeah, well, no, no, it's just it's just the weight of the beer. Yeah, okay, so it has to be. But liquid but, in but it. going to the Nickelback thing. So what happened? How, what happened was I went to the show, and it was 
it was awesome. I mean, it's two hours of just, I mean, it was a great show. And they had the, 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 the band comes down the center, does the whole jam in the middle of the arena, goes back up. I mean, it was a full production, pyro, everything. You forget Everyone's that every, pretty- every album, they have two or three amazing, huge hits. So when you pack that into a show, right. it's like hit after so, hit after hit. So I thought of, when I said it one day in an interview, I said, I, I remember right after I'd seen their tour, they were getting so much grief. Everyone saying Nickelback, Nickelback sucks, Nickelback. And I'm like, they, they apparently they haven't been to a Nickelback show because it was phenomenal, right? <laughs> and my friend said it's the same thing they say about you. You know, we go do we go do a, a great, you know, we go on the road and do a big tour. We're on the tour bus, and then someone slams me, and my friend's like, you know. So I said I'm like the Nickelback of comedy. I, I used it in that in the sense of I, I don't get respect. I still do a good job, but I don't get the respect that he, the Nickelback should get better respect than what they're getting. They're a good band. Right. They're a solid well, band. I, I so, think that respect is coming uh, definitely well, you know, for you. Like, yeah, well, I think it is for me, but I'm, because because I've been around so for long, is that they yeah. have to, like you said, they, you, know, you kind of have to. At some point, you got to say, okay, he's, he's part of the club. He's been he's been coming to the goddamn country club for twenty five years. Let him in. <laughs> well, if I can, uh, hopefully, I can aspire to be the carrot top of rock and roll at so, some point. But I, what I hope it was not it was not oh, nice. But I didn't want to be. I, that was, you know, saying Nickelback of Con was, def, was definitely not an insult on Nickelback. You know, I hope they didn't think I was making fun of them. No, 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 no. That's good. And and uh, Nickelback has come to our show. Uh, I think the last time they came to a show was in Australia or or New Zealand. And and I hope that actually you do get to uh, tour in Europe and uh, do that yeah, all. Yeah, I do but too. It does. It does seem that you're kind of. Kind of busy right now, Caratop. You're kind of busy up until what year? And and you just signed something with the Luxor that's that's keeping you busy all through this year, or or even oh, next three years, I think, four years, 2025. All right, up there. Well, you know what? You're welcome uh, to come back here. We can talk more about rock and roll. We can talk about how those uh, those Raiders are going to do in your lovely town. I really appreciate you coming on in the yeah, trenches, man. Caratop. Um, have it a great day today. I know. Um, that uh like again if you want to follow carrot top on his instagram it's always very entertaining inspiring and um i look forward to your posts all the time there are all the uh yeah i think my 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 my, uh tommy lee one i put in there last night (laughs) it's funny Funny it's funny with this because it's got a sound effect and tommy lee's Well, when I check this out, and as you say inspiring, it is very inspiring, and that's usually the way I leave every single podcast. Is there is there something that you can um, tell our audience that's helped you um, sort of get through this thing called life? Any sort of inspiring quote that you sort of live by and uh, that you want to pass on to our listeners? Uh, well, just, I mean, I get... People get certain to be like, you mean there's something, maybe something someone said to me one time? Yeah, or something like, yeah, it's something that you sort of, a creed that you sort of go by, you know? I know well, that I have a, a lot of those. Your- I mean, you know, one is just, and, but mine's not that philosophical. Mine's just, just be kind. It's so, it's so much, it's so much more fun to be kind to people and be nice and than it is to not. And it's so easy. I mean, literally, even if you're, you know, every day people getting in the, you know, something just, set off a spark and it's always like, man, you know what? I'm alive. It's a beautiful day. I've got my, I've got my, I got my job. I got my family. I got my dog here. I've got my killer chandelier back there. A killer chandelier. I mean, um, I try to, I try to just live. Um, yeah, there's my family. My nephew stole my hairdo. (laughs) 
There's my doggy. Hello, Boo Bear. Is that the one that just went to the vet? Because I, yeah, I just saw yeah. the post this morning. That yeah, yeah, the that's the one that went to the vet. And I, I know is now this is one last fact or fiction. Uh, in your kitchen, there's a sign from your mother, Donna. Always yeah. keep your beautiful imagination and your exquisite humor. Is that no, uh, right there? Is, that's a, okay. So that's a fact, folks. We end with a fact, and uh, there it is. Ah, I love it. And that that to me is is, is inspiring enough to go on. And um, I look forward to meeting yeah. you in person when uh, we come out there in Vegas in just a couple months. Uh, likewise, likewise. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks for taking the time, Carrot Top. And yeah, buddy. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in. And again, if you want to be fan of the week, just uh, make sure you promote this episode. And we will see you next week. Uh, I'll be on the boat. And again, I'm Ryan Roxy. Until next time. The next week, you'll be, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be like, so we're on the boat. <laughs> I'll be like this. Enjoy the ride. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello. Moby, give him his guitars back.